Hello, and welcome to the Survival Podcast. Today we have Denise Lum. She's the founder of Fitness by Design. She's a lifelong entrepreneur, opening up her first store in the Bay Area when she was just out of high school. She definitely knows what it takes to make it in the world of entrepreneurship. She's doing incredible things in the fitness world, and we're excited to have her on. Enjoy. So cool. Thanks so much, Denise, for coming on. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Shout out Tammy for connecting us. Um, yeah. So, first things first, uh, when did you start your fitness journey? Like, what was your first little inkling of anything with, with fitness or sports or things of that nature? So, if we talk about how long I've been interested in sports, that goes way back. I've always loved sports in school. I never shied away from it. I... Um, probably a little competitive so <laughs> so you know when they used to set us up for um, fitness challenges or whatnot it was alphabetical and I thought it was cool that there was a guy in front of me and a guy behind me because then what happened was you know there's so many kids that they push you forward and I was like always on the front of me. It's like, move it, move it, move it, get out of my way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then that way I could stay ahead of the one behind me. So so I've always loved sports. And then, um, and, but always recreational. Uh, it wasn't really something that I was allowed to do as a kid. So it was just in school and mostly recreational. And then when I was um, out of school, then I chose to, you know, as an adult, I chose to play you know in leagues like volleyball and stuff like that and so always interested but then life changed mm -hmm. <laughs> life yeah. changed um, you know you start working you take on a career and I'm uh, my field is business and you know I, I even started right out of high school I had started my own small business but what was it but I just always you really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. It, yeah. it has nothing to do with what I'm doing now. But it's but it's part of <laughs> but your right journey, now. right? It helps you. I'm sure it helped you in, in your journey today, right? So. Oh, totally, totally. Um, it definitely made me less shy, for sure. So, because it was right out of high school, so I was still in college. Yeah. But I actually opened um, a small gift shop. I just there was this bakery in the neighborhood that um, had this small part of their bakery that was a storeroom, but they weren't really using it. Mm -hmm. And they had put a for lease sign up, and you know, I, I still think they're crazy. I was just out of high school, right? <laughs> um, but you know, they were a small business, and they said, "Okay, sure, we'll rent to you." <laughs> and I opened this little gift shop, but it was because of I wanted to do balloon decorating. So that's a past life, and and um, yeah, I, I did balloon decorating for a long time. You know, the big balloon arches and things like that. Yeah, it was. Pretty insane! Wow, that is actually crazy. And so, what yeah. happened with it? What happened with it? Did you just did you go to be very successful, or just shut it down after you know, like a couple months or a year or something like that? Yeah, you know what? This is the crazy thing. Um, they always tell you do what you love, right? Yeah. yeah. And I did what I loved, but my um, but my birthday. Uh, I don't want to say exactly what, but my birthday is right around when Valentine's is. Yeah. And you know, during during like the holiday season, it's a season, right? You've got a few weeks to work with and so if people wanted things uh, done or delivered to somebody then 
you know, I had a span of like two weeks to do it. But Valentine's Day, they don't want it delivered before. And they definitely don't want it delivered after. So I literally wouldn't sleep like for, you know, 72 hours straight before Valentine's Day, getting everything ready for Valentine's Day. And remember, I did balloons. So I couldn't do it all way ahead of time <laughs> oh because of, you know, the balloons wouldn't last. And then so, and then I spent all day, you know, and I had um, some people that helped me too, but I spent like that whole day just like frantically delivering along with all the other people in San Francisco. I was in San Francisco at the time. So dealing with the traffic, dealing with all of that, and it was time. And then people would call right in the middle and say, oh no, my girlfriend's getting off at noontime today. You gotta get it there before noon. And all that kind of stuff. And it stressed me out so much that now, to this day, I actually almost have nothing to do with balloons. Can't stand them. <laughs> and it's so ironic because that's why I originally did it was because I loved them. Yeah. But then it became that. And so, anyway, so that was, yeah, that's, that's definitely part of what brought me around to this. And then um, how did I get into fitness, I suppose, is where we should kind of bring it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I think that's, I think the lessons you learn there are so important. Like, uh, for example, like doing something that you love, but it actually ended up you doing, you were doing it so much that you end up not liking it. So it's almost like figuring out what you do, what you love, but also find the right dose of it. Right? Like how much of it can you actually right. handle? You know what it is? It. Honestly, it's on your terms. Do yeah. it on your terms, right? Yeah. Anything. So what happened was because of the situation, it ended up being not on my terms, and it wasn't really within my control, right? Because Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't want to be responsible for uh, breaking someone's relationship, so, you know, you had to do it. But, again, I couldn't do it on my terms, and I think that's what made the difference. Interesting. Nice. That's a super great lesson. I'm sure being in Silicon Valley probably influenced you, like, right out of high school to start a business, because that was right around the time where, I mean, I feel like Silicon Valley has always been the... This is the city in the country where magic happens, right? Where you can go there with nothing and kind of build your dreams. And that's why I moved out here, right? right? It's because, you know, it's a, it's really, it's, a, it's in a, a tremendous place. And I think, I'm guessing, did that have, did that have any sort of inspiration on you, being out, being out in uh, Silicon Valley to start your business? Your first business, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is um, just always being around people that didn't just fall into a category like didn't fall into because I'm Chinese right yeah so there's a lot of stereotypes about what I should have done or what field I should have gone into but just being in the Bay Area in general is so diverse and people were doing so many different things and not always what you'd expect that it really did influence me just to know that you know what it's it's not about what you're expected to to do. It's what do you have a passion for? What do you have a drive for? What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. So from your sorry, I was getting a couple of text messages. I'm just telling the person to stop texting me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's super cool. So then, so you went to college, and then what happened after college? You said you you went into the field of business. Did you jump right into starting your own fitness business? Or what was no, that? What was not that? At all. What was that journey like from starting your first business to ultimately what you're doing now? I mean, I know that's a long spectrum, but maybe take us step by step. Right. Right. Um, I've done a few other things along the way. They've all been learning experiences. But um, what happened was honestly, then life happens, and you know, I uh, got married and had kids along while you know I was still working and it was just like 
the the typical rat race, right? You talk about the rat race, mm -hmm. and everything was was good, but I think I was more. Um, I lost myself a little bit mm -hmm. because of I. Uh, I love people. I love taking care of people, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love helping people to be the best that they can be. And so what happens is I'm actually still, fitness isn't the only thing I do, but fitness is definitely my passion. Um, I'm actually a trainer for, for Tupperware, which a lot of people are surprised. And uh, do you know what Tupperware is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all. Yeah, I do know what Tupperware is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, so Tupperware is this... Uh, big company but you can work it again on your own terms right mm. and the reason why I decided to do that was when I was getting married I wanted to get some stuff for myself and then you know as I kind of looked into it I thought oh this is something where I could do it and be kind of flexible because at the time I was actually working for a developer and uh, and had the opportunity to possibly go overseas and work mm. and then I thought about it and I thought you know what I that's not what I want actually I'm ready to kind of you know really settle down a little bit more and start a family and so I quit my job <laughs> I quit my job and decided to to uh, do do the Tupperware just to, so I'd be doing something until I figured it out right yeah and then when I do something for the most part not always but for the most part I just give it 100% so mm. that's what I did and um, was able to get to the point where I, I was making a living doing that and so I could start my family and that is actually what what kind of brought me around to business so or out of business into fitness mm -hmm. nice so let me let me tell you about that because that's a little weird yeah it's here it's not typical so Putting everything into, you know, I want, I wanted this family so bad, and I, I'm on one side of my family, one side, I'm um, the oldest of eleven cousins, right? Mm -hmm. So I was always oh like my the gosh. babysitter. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I was always like the babysitter, and so it was like I would help my cousins uh, learn to take their first steps or whatnot, and then I would tell my aunties and uncles, oh my gosh, you know, they started walking today or whatnot, and I would see that they were happy, but also kind of see that they were like. Oh, that's cool. That's exciting. But then I saw it before they did, right? Mm. So there was kind of that. So then I always kind of held that a little bit because remember, I like to take care of people and totally. and I like people. So I thought when I had kids, I didn't want someone else to experience that, you know, with my kids. So I decided that I'd want to work from home. So I didn't, I didn't want to quote unquote stay at home in the traditional sense, meaning that you know just. Um, and it's it's the most important thing that I've done, but but I wanted to work from home, yeah. not just be home raising a family only. Yeah. So, anyways, I do that. I put my all into it, just like I do everything else, right? Yeah. And growing my Tupperware business on the side, earning some trips and stuff there. So that was still um, beneficial to me. And then we get to the point where my uh, oldest is is in school and then there was a little bit of a gap so I've got my oldest and then five years later I have uh, two boys that that are literally right now if you say it it sounds funny they're 14 and 13 
but they're really almost two years apart, but it makes it sound yeah. <laughs> like they're close, right? My sibling, I've, there's three of us within three years. It's me, my older sister, my younger sister. We're all within three years, so. <laughs> or four oh, years. Oh, my God. All within four Your years. Your parents are crazy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I give them kudos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what happened was the little ones were, um, would love to go with me to pick up their sister from school, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd go and we'd go to pick up their sister from school. And so remember, they're really little at this time. Um, they're three and two. Yeah. They're three and two, and we go to school, and this day I was running a little bit late because I had some work to do, and I, I was probably on a conference call or something, so we didn't get out as quickly as, as normal. Yeah. And so we go to the school, we get out, they know the school, you know, that they're there, always we pick up their sister. They know the school, so then all of a sudden they go darting off, and they are three and two. Oh, they're yeah. fast, <laughs> yeah, they're fast, but because we were late, then the bell rings, and then all of a sudden everyone starts flooding into the school right and then it's like I can't see them and I you know whether you've had kids or not everybody knows this feeling if you're watching someone's kids or your niece or your nephew or you're playing with somebody and then all of a sudden they dart around and you don't see them even just for a few seconds you kind of get a little anxious right totally and you you always hear about it people talk about you know when things happen they always say oh my gosh I, I just looked away for a minute or they just ran around the corner, and then when I went came around the corner, they were gone. You know, you hear stuff like that. Yeah. And so I had that like uneasy feeling, but we were at the school. Everyone knew me. They knew the kids. You know. Yeah. So it's fine, but at the same time, I had that uneasy feeling because they had darted ahead. I am trying to dart between people, and I realized, dang, I am out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> I had let myself go, and. I couldn't keep up with my littles and it kind of freaked me out because I thought they're just going to get bigger and faster mm -hmm. and I want to be able to keep up with them. And so that's really how it started. Wow. And from there I decided to, uh, you know, start doing something about it. And when I do anything, I do it 100%. <laughs> I loved it and decided then within a short amount of time, I love what I'm doing, you know, but um, I'm going to have to stop because my I'm busy with my regular job. And then the classes that were within my schedule were, um, weren't going to be happening anymore. And so my husband actually said to me, he goes, why don't you become the instructor? And I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> How could I possibly do that? And well, if you become the instructor, then it gives you a reason to make sure that you do it mm -hmm. and you don't let it go, right? So yeah. I owe part of it to him. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And now we bring that all the way forward now. It's been up, um, going on eight years and now I'm a personal trainer as well. So I'm not just taking classes. I'm not just instructing a dance fitness class. I teach classes virtually and I um, am a personal trainer and a fitness and nutrition coach. Nice. So, yeah, so totally the, different. You're the one-stop shop. That's kind of crazy, though, that you, like, the, you know, it's interesting when you, when you look back on things to kind of connect the dots and kind of see how you got to where you are, right? Like, thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, this kid. Like, the kid ran off and it really scared me, but it was a really great thing because I got to, you know, it really yeah. pointed to something that I needed to improve in my life, right? So... Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like those moments sure. are, are everywhere, right? And you just have to be open enough to accept them when they, when they come. Oh, absolutely. And I always joke with people when I see, um, 
you know, it's funny, they have all the benches by the playground, and it's like, I never use the bench. I'm always on the playground with the kids, right? No or, way. That's I want, awesome. I want it to be that way, you know, forever. I mean, when it, when the point comes when I have grandbabies, I'm not going to be the grand, grandma that um, tells them to go out and gives them a few bucks to go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be lining with them or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're with them. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I, I think what, what you said was super awesome. Like, your, your framework for how you wanted to work you know, you kind of, like, you you were the work from home before the work from home actually happened, right? Like, I think you kind of designed your life around something that you wanted, um, and you kind of built your life around that. I think that's going to be super helpful for women moving forward, right? Like, for women who want to have a career, but also want to be able to, you know, um, or career or start their own business, but also want to be home for those special moments with your kids that you only get to experience once, right? I think that's, I think yeah. that, and, I, and I, I'm glad you're here, you're here on here to share that message, because I think a lot of people need to hear that because they don't think it's possible they're stuck in the old way where you you know you go to this facility you go to this place that's just for your work but with this with there's so many incredible digital tools that you can do this all online or mostly online i mean with, with you know 80 percent there's these. never been a better time yeah yeah and you know what i appreciate that um that you can see that and acknowledge that alex because mm. um i will tell you that a lot of times when i had told people that i work from home they go oh <laughs> or yeah. when I see them a year later, they say, are you still doing, you know, are you still working from home? Are you still doing Tupperware? And I would never ask somebody, oh, are you still practicing law? You know, yeah. are you still, you know, uh, practicing medicine? You know, I wouldn't ever ask somebody that because what do is important. It's just as important. It's just in a different capacity, right? Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I, I do think that... Um, those moms that do choose, and it wasn't exactly the way I chose to do it, but if they do choose to where they're uh, raising their family and taking care of the home, that that is their all-encompassing, that's absolutely fine. And it's so important to do as long as they don't forget about themselves because that was the difference. You know, as I said about my journey is that I had put so much into everybody else that I let myself go. Yeah. To the point where I almost didn't recognize myself, and and. Um, what do you mean by that? Like you, you just you felt like you were just trying to please other people, or like, or just try, just catering too much, know, or thinking too much about what other people thought, or. Not not so much what other people thought, but I was just I put so much into my kids, yeah. right, and to making sure that they. Um, so my oldest is a daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very proud of her. She is studying engineering right now, which is um, not definitely not the path I would have taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, part of that is just to make sure that she's independent so that she'll never rely on somebody else, you know, which traditionally was what, what you know, we were always taught that we needed to make sure that we did, you know, find the right person. Even if you work, you find the right person, somebody that compliments you, well, with her, I just feel like she knows that she can stand on her own. So in that way, you must find the right person, but don't settle, right? Mm-hmm. Because you um, are relying on somebody else. Or even for my boys, again, I like for them to see that, yes, mom was at home for you always. And they always, you know, they're mama's boys. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. They'll, that's true. <laughs> they'll hug me and they're you know they they thank me for 
the little things that I do that I'm like, oh, that's very cool. Okay, what do they want now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, um, see that I can take care of them, but also they know that when I'm working, when I've got something to do, that I need to do that because mm. that's who I am mm. too. That's what makes me there for them, yeah. makes me their mom. Yeah. That's, that's interesting you talk about people who ask like a year later if you're still in the business. Like I think maybe I think like I think when people ask questions it's generally like a reflection of themselves. Like I think if they because they if they were in their in your shoes, I think they would have probably quit at that point, right? Or they would have envisioned themselves quitting. So I think they're wondering like it, like why you haven't quit or you you know what I mean? Like I don't know, I I think there's just a different it's just such a different mentality when, when you when you're starting your own business and I think yeah, I don't know. I guess that's all I have on that, but <laughs> Incomplete thought, but but yeah. So no, it's a good thought for sure. Yeah. So you started. So you started your online uh, online coaching business. Do you do like group classes and things like that online? Did you do that pre-COVID too? Um, so actually, no, because I was so exhausted because I was teaching like you know twelve, thirteen classes a week. But oh remember, Lord. fitness. Yeah, fitness isn't my only thing. So I was doing that. And running from place to place to place, that I, I don't know, it just never occurred to me to do um, to do it online because I had a full schedule, right? It's like again, it was back to that mentality of how can I fit one more thing in? <laughs> and then for us here, the um, shelter in place started on March 16th. Mm -hmm. But the way that my brain works, and I think this is where the business side of it uh, put me at an advantage, is we sheltered in place March 16th. I got online and social media and stuff, and I did my first class on March uh, 17th, so the very next day. Mm -hmm. Because of my business background, I was familiar with, you know, doing the um, online, you know, video chats or things like that. So I thought, okay, I can make that work, right? And it just, it's not, it's about not stopping. It's about keep going, right? Yeah. Also for my own sanity. It's like, oh my gosh, we're going to shelter a place. I'm going to lose all my classes. What am I going to do? I'm going to miss all my students. So that was as much of anything. I'm going to miss all of them. Oh, you know what? I can still see them. And that's how it all evolved. Wow. Interesting. And and do you like do you like doing it in studio better or online? Like since since the whole COVID thing, do you like, do you like the online classes? Definitely a different vibe. Yeah, so that's true. I love the online for the fact that I can be more efficient with my time yeah. because I'm not getting on the road and right I gotta hurry up and get to another studio or another gym or another whatever find parking again because we're in the Bay Area find parking and then get inside set up the sound system get everything set right mm -hmm. I can just I'm ready to go I'm ready to go granted my studio right now is my kitchen as well. Nice. <laughs> so, I love that. <laughs> so it changes up. So after I'm done teaching, so I teach all my classes, you know, it together. So after I'm done, then I can move all the equipment out of the way and it kind of, it, it has its spot until the next day when I pull it back out because I teach almost every day. Nice. And what tools do you use? Do you use Zoom to, to teach your classes? Yeah, I do. Um, again, it's about, oh gosh, this is what makes it make me sound really old, but it's like I don't want to learn something new, and I already knew Zoom, yeah. and I was able to put it in place right away, so it worked for me. Um, if somebody tells me that there's something like 
that way outperforms Zoom, then I'll look into it. But mm. so far, no one's told me that, and so it's working for me. And plus, I've been able to keep going. Yeah. Right. And and even grow. So because now I have students that um, are from different parts of the country. I oh, wow. couldn't do that before. And some of my students that have moved away that they couldn't physically come to take my class anymore. Yeah. We've reconnected again, so they're taking my class. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very cool. So I love it that way, but I will tell you um, that I, and I know this is not typical, and some people may be like, what the heck were you doing? But I always did. After every class, I would walk around and I would high-five every student, right? When mm -hmm. I knew somebody was having a hard day, sometimes I'd meet with them outside of class, you know, go have a cup of coffee or whatnot. Because of, I care about people, I really do. So I will tell you, I love the personal vibe, but I'm almost glad that I don't have it right now because I can't hug people and I can't, you know, physically do that. So it's almost better because I tell you, once a week right now, I am teaching outdoors because some, you know, some of my students just don't want to Zoom, right? Yeah. And they they're within the area, but it is hard sometimes that because I see them and we have to keep our distance, mm -hmm. right? And it's just a different feeling. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. So I love it either way, as long as I can see the people and connect with them. I, I love that. I think studios moving forward are going to have some sort of hybrid solution, like for for in studio and online. Like just for exactly what you said, like like I think it's the best of both worlds. You get people who maybe who moved away, or like people who are interested in your specific style of workout, like from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. But then you also have your hardcore family, like your, you know, the really close community in the studio, or you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the future, <laughs> to be honest. And and For I think sure. it has to be. You yeah. can't you can't totally take that back away. Yeah. From people. Absolutely, and I think, yeah. and if some like when something like this happens again, because I think you know with climate change, I think a lot of these things are going to be more likely, like these sorts of pandemics and like things where maybe you're not able to go into the studio. I think that the gyms will be able to. There'll be much more, um, much much bigger mode around them. They won't be so uh, what's the word like vulnerable to to things because if if you're limited just just to just being a physical space, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. So it is. It is. That's why so many so many places are closing now, and you feel for them if they didn't have a facility with outdoor space, they mm -hmm. were almost dead in the water. Right? Mm -hmm. They have no choice. Yeah. You know, it's actually interesting because my one of my friends from Minnesota, he's a, he has a studio, and he was in he was in a, a medical building, and his lease was like crazy expensive. But he he was the only one in the building that couldn't open up, and it just so happened that uh, that someone was looking to sell their studio, uh, which had you know tons of outdoor space, a full outdoor park, parking lot that was barely used, and like it was much cheaper than what he was at now, and he was able to get out of this lease, and like that's how he's able to survive and basically keep his company afloat, a company afloat. It was just like an incredible oh, story. Yeah, so. Right, but, but, to yeah, Yay. I know, right? But like, if, but if he didn't, you know, he, and there's a lot of people who are in that boat, you know, he's in trouble, and he probably would have shut, had to shut right. his doors. And so it's really tough for the industry right now. But I think this, the, the fitness industry is like is so, um, I think, under like underlooked, like or maybe undervalued. Like the, it's such a huge industry. Globally, it's like over a hundred billion. Like you think about the music industry is only twenty billion. You know, and, and the fitness industry is five times that. It's crazy. Like it's it's, crazy. and most people most people don't think of it like that. But it's it's such a huge huge industry, and I think it I think it has the potential to help so many more people around the world because, like especially with COVID, you think about people people who are who are obese or you know didn't have uh, 
you know, strong immune systems because because of choice, not because they were born with something, are much more at risk from you know having bad outcomes with this, with this disease and and yet and any other disease like the flu or things like or things like that. So, yeah, I think I hope that this is kind of an awakening call for for the U.S. because we have the highest obesity rates. But yeah, I know it's scary actually, and and um, aside from <laughs> fitness and other things that I've done, it's it's more common for people to be out of shape or to not be able to take the stairs or things like that and it's hard and and you know sometimes it's just because of the way we do life here in the US too honestly because like I said me not being able to keep up with my littles that was like a wake-up call I didn't even realize it was happening until it had happened right yeah you know you just kind of almost fall into it and that's because of the emphasis isn't put on um, fitness fitness is almost like it's a different category of life whereas it should actually be part of your life right mm -hmm. it should blend in yeah yeah and so that it's viewed as a different aspect of your life like a separate that you need to add in but it's not even that it should be part of the way you live mm -hmm. yeah I, I love that so much I mean so my, one of my favorite quotes is by Gandhi actually or no actually there's, there's two quotes one is um, you should leave the afternoon for recreation because it's just as important, if not more important, uh, than your than your intellectual endeavors. And because it, because it's not, and people like I think into the culture today, I think I hope the shifts is people think it takes away from your time that you could be spending working, but that hour that you spend working decreases stress and like a bunch of other very very great things for your body. That when you go back, you're twice as productive, right? So right, right. So that's well, what, I know that I. I'm easier to deal with after I've worked out. Yeah, same actually. <laughs> so it's my sanity, but also, <laughs> really, I'm protecting you when I make sure that <laughs> I work out. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's cool. But yeah, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on like the future of the fitness industry? Or like, yeah, just the fitness industry as, as, a, as a whole? Yeah, I really believe that, um, ironically, with COVID, it's it's brought about a wake-up call mm -hmm. that people are realizing you know oh you know I love to bake I love to whatever I love to and then they're gaining weight right mm -hmm. so what you also have to love to do is you have to love to be healthy so you can do all of those things mm -hmm. so again future of the fitness industry um, has to be just like what you said you hit it right on that it has to have a hybrid model mm -hmm. whereas for those because just like I had that class once a week for those that want to physically be there and be with somebody and need that that that's available to them but that's not everybody and so you have the online and with the online then it allows for no excuses so therefore it can become a part of your life instead of again being something that you have to bring in because you can fit it in. There's a way to fit it in. So mm -hmm. I think that um, that it is also crucial, especially in the U.S., as we talked about, that people really look at it as more of part of their lifestyle rather than an extra, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what? it's insane. And that's the thing, that they've got to stop doing that in schools, too, that, you know, these physical things are... Um, 
dance or, or other activities that they're extracurricular, right? Or they're only after school, mm -hmm. you know, sports, that it's only after school. It's no longer part of the regular curriculum. That's insane. And that doesn't even make any sense. Mm -hmm. So when people just like we talked about it for you and I as well, is that when we work out, you know, when we feel better about ourselves, then we're also better for everyone else. And we function as better for society and for the community. So that's got to be the way. The think the mindset has to change. The thinking has to change. I agree. And what do you what do you think what do you think it's going to take to change? Do you think it's going to like? Is it, I feel like it almost has to come organically from the people because you can't tell them, right? People are stubborn and they don't want to change and this and that. So like, like I, I, like I'm curious. Like how we, how do we bring about this change? Because this is something I want to see too, right? Right, right. You know what? I think first of all, um, let people realize there's a lot of options out there because not there's not one one thing for everyone like I'm I um, if I go back to my story a little bit so during this time when my kids were little all my friends were running or walking and they invited me to run or walk with them and so I said okay because that's what everyone was doing but I hated it so I didn't do it regularly and then so to get myself to get my budding gear I'll be honest with you what with I said beta breakers <laughs> um, which I think people most mostly all over the world have heard of the beta breakers they know it's kind of like this crazy race but not too serious right it's not like the Boston Marathon where serious runners do that if you do the beta breakers you don't have to be totally serious so I signed up for that because I thought it was less pressure and it was a bucket list thing so I could do it while my friends trained and trained and trained and I thought I've got a few months to train I never trained and on that day my um, I'm just going to say it, my lousy friends, <laughs> I said to them, because the Beta Breakers is in San Francisco, I said to them, you know what, I'll see you at the finish line, this is my city, I'm in the city, I'll get there. And they said, oh no, Denise, we're not going to leave you behind, we'll stay with you. And I was like, oh crud. <laughs> and I was thinking, are not my friends. And so I pushed myself and I made it to the end. But I could barely walk in the days after. Oh my god! And I realized that yeah, I could barely seriously. Uh, and we didn't even run the whole race, you know, because there was no way I could have physically done that. But yeah. um, but you no, know, it was just it was still a race. And I realized that running or walking is not my thing. That I wanted to get physical again. I wanted to get healthy again. But I knew I couldn't play volleyball like I used to because that's a team thing. And I knew I wasn't moving the way that I used to. What could I do? And I had always loved to dance. And so I took dance fitness classes. And so that's how it all started with, for me, was with Zumba. Um, and I loved to dance, but I was on the back left corner of the room. But I did that. And then I started getting more comfortable, more and more confident in myself. And I was always in the back left corner of the room. I didn't want anyone to look at me. And so it's kind of crazy that now I'm in the front of the room and they have to look at me to figure out <laughs> what they need to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But that is much of anything. It's because I love it so much that, that, and I love them so much, my students so much that I just want to give them everything I've got. And so rather than being worried about, oh my gosh, they're looking at me, it's more like, oh, you know, I hope that they can feel as excited about the song as I do or or feel as good about this movement as I do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love Zumba. I remember uh, at my at my county fair in my hometown, they always had someone to come in and do Zumba with us, and it was like you know super late at night. We just be dancing with all my friends and have a great time. 
And I, I think like the, the workout is great, but I think it's also about the community as well and, and we work out with. It there. is. Yeah. Oh, you know, you've just committed yourself to at least taking one of my classes. <laughs> I'm down. I'm in. I'm so in. I'm so in. I'll make a fool of myself, right. but that's okay. <laughs> no, you're, you're in your own living room. You're on your own dance floor. It doesn't get any better than that, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that's super cool. So do you do you, you do all Zumba classes online then right now? All, almost all my Zumba classes are online. So besides the other fitness, but the, the ones that I do almost daily are Zumba, yes. Okay, nice. And so what's what's the future looking like for you? Like what are some things that you're looking forward to in the next, you know, six months or, you know, even like a, on a multi-year time horizon, things that you want to accomplish as a person and, and, and in your business? So I'm, I really want to take the whole group training and expand on that because you know what, I know that a lot of people, they will not come to a gym or they will not come together with a big group of people because of their confidence, right? But if they can do the same thing in their own home, so again, just like what I just said to you, you're in your own studio, you're in your own gym, right? If you, uh, I'm the only one that is going to see what you're doing. Everyone else, don't worry about them. They're worried about themselves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I can get people moving in a way that they're comfortable, meaning that they're in their own environment, right? They're not worried about who's looking at me or other people that are not working out looking at me because that's one of the things I hated about the big box gyms, I'll tell you, when I first started, was that the people that were not taking class that were watching, mm -hmm. that made me uncomfortable. Totally. So that doesn't happen with the online. So I really want to expand the group personal training, the group fitness in terms of personal training, whereas I can work with people or work with a group and work with muscle groups, whereas they still know that they're in the privacy of their home, mm -hmm. that they're in a safe space mm -hmm. to be able to work out and not worry about anything but what they're doing. Totally. Yeah, I think I think the future, the future of, of group fitness is, you know, I think it's in the early innings of, of group fitness, and I really think that, you know, on a ten-year horizon, it's gonna. Be, I think that group fitness will probably overtake big box fitness, just because, not necessarily the workouts per se, but just the communities that these gyms create is just something so special. And it's something you don't understand until you're brought into it, um, and you really, yeah. you really get to experience what it's like to be in there because it's, it's like a home, like it's like a second home for a lot of these people. And I think big box gyms is not really as personal. I think for people. I think like I think it's for, more for like uh, the meatheads who like you know who are very motivated and just want to go to work out and get their thing in. But I think for people who just even beyond trying to get fit, just trying to be healthy socially and healthy yeah. like in a community and have people accountable. Sure. Yeah, I just think it's great. I'm I'm so in love with with, with the group fitness model right now, and I think it. Yeah, I think on on a long time horizon, it's going to be just it's going to be a huge part of the, of the fitness industry. I think so too because people don't. You know, they don't just do like they do with the big box. They go, they check in, they do their workout, they leave, right? Mm -hmm. It's totally different when you have the small boutique gyms or studios or, again, even the online, you can create that community. Like with my uh, fitness groups, I actually monthly have a social where we just check in with each other how we do it. Awesome. It's, a, it's a happy hour, but, you know, you can be drinking your smoothie or whatever you want. <laughs> but it's happy hour whatever you want because you're in your own home you're not driving but that's part of it too you know we come together and we check in with each other how are you doing you know 
how, how are you feeling? And, oh, yeah, you particularly like that, that exercise for that move. Well, we'll make sure we do more of that, you know. It's just, it's more personalized, but you can do it with a group. It doesn't have to just be one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you have this model. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super excited to see. I'm super excited to see what you do, too, in, in the years to come, I'm sure. Yeah, I think you're so genuine and so caring, and I think that's one of the biggest traits for success in this industry because it's a lot of relationships. Yeah. Well, if you care about people, you're going to care about their health, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bottom line because everything else, everything else, it, 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 not to think it doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah. but it takes a back seat because if you don't have the health, then, then none of those other things are going to be very applicable, right? They're not going to matter as much. So you need your health. Mm-hmm. And so if you care about people, you care about their health. Totally. And so um, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing and try out a class if they want to? Do you have, do you have an Instagram page or a website that they can check out? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I can it add is, it. Um, the easiest is fitnessbydesign.com and it's D- with no E, so it's fitness by D for Denise, G-S-I-G-N, fitnessbydesign.com is probably the easiest, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Zumba Fitness with Denise on Facebook, they can hit me up that way, let's not overdo it, otherwise you you try to hear too many and remember too many, then you forget them all, yeah, totally, (laughs) totally, Com. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to post that in, in the in the show notes here, uh, and make sure yeah. people can come check out your studio. I'll have to come check it out too. I'll, I'm, you have to hold me to come do a Zumba class. Yes, when we open back up, whenever that is. But otherwise, online. Yeah. No exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. So, um, I guess one final question here: What is something that you're looking forward to, like? in life and like like and how do you see fitness and this helping you get there like what is what like what do you think you know in 10 years you want to look back and and you want Denise to be known for and you know how do you see fitness being a part of that yeah you know what what I had said earlier about seeing for myself I, I'd like to see that for other people as well whereas I said that you know as as my life keeps going forward and then you know maybe there's down the line more um littles you know in the way of grandkids that i'm keeping up with them i'd like that for other people too you know whether they're parents right now or whether they're still single don't have kids yet but when they have kids that they're right in there with them that because of fitness because they're healthy because they're strong that they're not observing what's going on with their families that they're a part of it or you know with their friends or whatnot i not not sitting on the sidelines but just actively being a part of it and so just staying healthy staying strong staying fit and having that be just a part of who you are not something you have to do it's a part of who you are so that's how you live mm-hmm. that's what i hope to see in the future with fitness and so that way those behavior changes also are going to change the way you live life right because mm-hmm. then you're going to live it full mm-hmm. that's beautiful well, I'm excited to see uh, the hundreds and thousands of people, hundreds, comma, and thousands of people, or maybe, hopefully hundreds of thousands of people that you help in the future to find that. So I'm excited to follow your journey, and um, I want to be respectful of your time. So I really do appreciate you t- taking the time to come on the podcast and share, share your journey with us. 
it was incredible. And I, I really do appreciate the insights you brought about where you see the future of fitness going um, and what you hope to bring to the world. Because I think that's you know why we're all here floating on this rock, going around the sun, right? So. Right. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for letting me share a little bit about who I am and, and what I hope for as well. Appreciate that. Thank you so much.